Welcome back to the Strong Mamas Podcast, a mind, body, nutrition, and fitness podcast for women living with Hashimoto's and PCOS. I am your host, Natalie Guevara, certified nutrition and fitness professional with a specialty in female metabolism, hormones, and functional nutrition. I have dedicated not only my career, but my life to understanding the unique needs of women dealing with thyroid dysfunction and PCOS after my own journey and struggle. I'm an advocate for health, fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset to help you find freedom and confidence in your body and in your life. This podcast is the place for knowledge, conversation, community, and inspiration. Let's dive right in together. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Strong Mamas podcast. This one is going to be short and sweet. And to the point, I am uh, actually sitting on the couch right now. I've got the little one asleep in my arms and you might hear my little toy poodle Turner beside me uh, sawing some logs. So uh, this is not my typical podcast setting that I've been back in for the last month or so, but uh, we've had a week (laughs) here. So it's Friday if you're listening in real time. Thank goodness it's Friday, sort of, but for those of you that are moms or parents or caregivers, it's like, you know, what really (laughs) is a weekend anyways? It's not like, you know, um, babies know that tomorrow's Saturday, so it's the perfect opportunity to sleep in. Um, It's just, you know, another day that we're going to hope for a solid night's sleep tonight and um, maybe just a few extra minutes of shut-eye tomorrow. Uh, But this kind of ties into, I've been letting my my, uh, nutrition clients know since Monday that I was going to record this episode because it was on my schedule to record on Monday. However, uh, just 10 weeks old, it's still just me and the little guy at home during the week, tending to clients, uh, pretending like we're, you know, keeping the house in order, but mainly just taking care of him and making sure my clients are supported. And so um, free content like the podcast kind of gets put to the last of the to-do list. And I was fairly certain that no one wanted to listen to a podcast recorded through babies crying. Um, so it's been a it's been a fussy week. We're not quite sure what's going on here but we're 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 pushing back naps we're pushing back all the things that have been working up until this point to kind of soothe and and give us just a, a few few minutes of working time throughout the day but what I wanted to talk about this week is about my journey back into tracking macros and so I had shared with my clients earlier in the week during our our check-ins, kind of some of the the insights that I've had as I'm back to to tracking macros. And it's been a really, really humbling and interesting situation to kind of put myself back into the shoes of some of my clients that that are just getting started or maybe some of my clients that are dealing with some challenging life events or, you know, even the new moms. I, I definitely work with my fair share of, of new moms. And so um, it's been a, it's just been a really interesting thing to go from, you know, this is what I've done professionally for a while now. I've coached many, many women through, through challenging scenarios, through busy seasons of life to help them find balance in tracking their macros. And then for me to be, um, you know, right back, right back in the heat of it was, um, it's just been interesting. So I started working with my nutrition coach again, a couple of weeks ago. And so 
at the time of this recording, I'm on my second full week of back to tracking my macros. But when I did my reflection um, from the the first week is, is where it was just really, really interesting for me to be able to say, wow, this was, <laughs> this was actually really, really hard, um, to do, which is, you know, an experience that the majority of my clients are experiencing as well, because here's the thing that I, I noticed and actually my, my big win was actually noticing that this was happening. Um, and it was that my, my brain was working overtime, coming up with so many excuses around not doing it. And this is, a, this is a common theme that I see with so many of my clients because it's really common when we, when we go to make any kind of lifestyle change, really, um, no matter how positive the change is going to be, the, the ego part of our brain, it, its job is to keep our, us safe. And so it shows up in the, these ways that we, we perceive differently. And I'm going to go through some of the ways that mine showed up um, over that first week. But it shows up in different ways to essentially talk us out of doing things that, that are going to, to challenge or change us. Um, because for better or worse, where we are now, our current reality is known and it's comfortable. I tell my clients all the time when they look in their in the mirror, their metabolism is not seeing, you know, excess body fat on them as something to be uh, less desirable. What it's seeing is stored energy stores. So, you know, there, there's lots of things that go on in our brains. There's lots of things that go on in our bodies. And then we as human beings create stories around them, create emotion around it and create feeling around it. And so that's when it can become problematic. It also can become, you know, motivating and a driver as well, but it can be actually problematic when we're, when we're trying to move, move forward. And so that's where actually, you know, for me and my, my experience where we're coaching is, is the most powerful thing, right? Most of us feel like we need someone to give us our macros or give us our plan. And, you know, for better or worse, that's where we, we fall prey to a lot of these like quick programs. Cause we're like, once we just get this little bit of information, we can move forward, which is never, ever, ever true. Um, I mean, to be fully transparent, like the internet's full of free information. Um, if you really want to figure out how to track your macros, then there's probably enough YouTube videos out there or Google articles out there for you to be able to figure it out completely for free. Um, but it's these these little rubs, these little pieces of resistance that are are the real challenge. And so while macros are a fantastic tool for body transformation and body change, it's not enough to just like blatantly get the, the result. And it was just like a fantastic reminder of why, you know, I needed a coach because I definitely have enough knowledge and education to set my own macros. But when I started to like fully lean into it and realize like, this is hard, not because tracking macros is hard. But because I'm in a different season of life and I'm trying to change something, right? And so my brain, the ego part of my brain is like, okay, this is, this is change. This is going to be hard. Let's put up resistance because we're really comfortable with just where we are right now. And so the excuse is just like, it was just like a waterfall. I don't need to be doing this. I'm way too busy to be doing this. I have a newborn. Why would I do this to myself? 
Um, and for me personally, I don't even have a weight loss goal at the moment. My goal over the next uh, year or so, as I've, I've, I believe I've shared on the podcast, I've definitely shared with most of my clients, is to regain muscle that I lost during pregnancy and just to keep my milk supply up, to balance my energy, and to just feel good. Um, you know, those of you that are moms know that and, you know, honestly, with a 15 and a 13 year old, I've forgotten um, that it's really tiring. It's exhausting to have a newborn. And the first year generally is the hardest when you're breastfeeding and you're, you know, staying up all night and all these things. And so for me, it's really important that I keep my body fueled so that I'm not lacking in that area at the very least. Um, You know, fully recognizing that I'm probably not going to get really good sleep um, for for a period of time and knowing that, you know, dieting cycles and things like that are really stressful on your body and your metabolism and, and your brain and all these things. It just is not an appropriate time in my mind for me to to go through that. And so I really clearly set set my intention and I, I shared last week on the podcast about how like the scale drama <laughs> showed up and um, I had to I had to get support around that because that was a pretty big thing and so then you know fast forward to another week and I've got macro drama um, but I share all of this at, hopefully to to um, uh, encourage you and and to make you aware that even people with all the knowledge and literally coach folks for a living, like we're not unicorns. And so anytime you see someone on Instagram and it's like, holy cow, they make macros look easy. They make all this look easy. That is smoke and mirrors because it's not. And so there are days that I woke up, literally days that I would wake up and be like, I'm just not going to do it today. I just don't want to do it today. I can do it tomorrow. I felt like I would get, you know, I'd track breakfast, I would pre-track as much as possible and then get halfway through the day and I don't have time to track for the rest of the day. Um, I ate things that I wasn't proud of. I had takeout on days that I didn't plan takeout. Um, For those that have worked with me before or currently working with me know that that's a pretty big um, tip or strategy that, that I coach folks on, that there's nothing wrong with takeout, but you know, we, we, when we're meal planning, when we're looking at our schedule realistically, we're planning for takeout and that way we're able to survey the restaurant and the menu and plan things that align with our goal that, yeah, are also tasty and satisfying, but are lining up with our macros and lining up with our goal. And I didn't do that. I had Mexican takeout when I'd planned to cook a home cooked meal. And for those that have, you know, tracked macros with Mexican takeout, um, it's really challenging, Right. I had glasses of wine on nights that I didn't plan for the glass of wine. You know, that's another big thing. I I don't tell anyone that they can't have a glass of wine, that they can't have a drink, whatever. Um, But one of the big things that I'm big on when I coach people is to not leave it to, I had a stressful day, I'm going to have a glass of wine, but more leave it to you know, I plan for this glass of wine and then it's, you know, something that you can look forward to. And then sometimes you don't even do it, but it's not a coping strategy at that point. It's just something that you enjoy and something that, that you would like to, to participate in, um, you know, at the end of, at the end of the week, beginning of the week, whenever you want to do it. Um, but I didn't do that either and I didn't pre-plan it. And guess what? (laughs) Threw my macros off that day. 
And I also went to visit my family over the weekend. I spent Friday on the beach with my husband. Saturday, I drove to visit my family, and it was incredibly inconvenient. It's incredibly inconvenient to make sure that even though I pre-tracked a lot of stuff on Friday, to make sure that I was tracking, you know, the snacks, the the BLTs as I call them, the bites, the licks, the taste. As we were sitting on the beach on on Saturday, you know, going to my mom's house, I wasn't in charge of the food. Thank God, um, I wasn't in charge of the cooking. Thank God. Um, so. I was, you know, left to the circumstance and left to the mercy of like what she prepared, which was really delicious food and, you know, definitely was able to fit them into my macros, but I had to do some finagling there. Also, anytime, you know, you guys might resonate with this, visiting my mom, there was all kinds of extra snacks and all kinds of things to lay around. So rather than like seeing this as a temptation, recognize that I'm going to have a few snacks and then make sure that I'm tracking them appropriately, not just grabbing things from a jar and putting them in my mouth as I walk away. All of that was incredibly inconvenient. Um, It was annoying. (laughs) and a little bit stressful in the moment, you know, dealing with a crying baby, wanting to, to like eat my feelings over the crying baby. And then recognizing that, you know, whether or not I want to look at what I'm eating or not, I'm still eating it. So I need to track, I need to track. Um, so, so yeah, so it, it was hard. It was, it was hard. I can't, I can't say that enough. Um, I would love to tell you now, you know, past when I initially planned to, to uh, record this episode, I would love to tell you that the second week it got a whole lot easier, but it was the same old thing. It was the same old thing. And so as a coach, some of the interesting things that I felt come up for me this week that didn't necessarily come up for me last week. Uh, I feel like as a coach, I get this whole extra layer of my brain going into overdrive, coming up with excuses. You know, I'll I'll say things like, what would you tell a client here? You know, and truthfully, when clients are just having like incredibly terrible days, I will tell them, you know, it's not the end of the world if we didn't track all seven days and we took a day off from tracking and we just got back to it. And it's, it's not, but being able to see that in my brain as a way of my particular brain saying like, okay, we're not going to track today because you would tell a client that it would be okay. Doesn't necessarily make it okay for me. It could be, but the fact of the matter is, is that my brain is using that as an excuse to not do the thing that I have committed to doing much like my clients. I have committed energetically to doing this. I've committed financially to doing this. And although I'm a big proponent in not, you know, hiring coaches specifically for accountability, because let's be honest, accountability is something that you need to have with yourself. It is not something that you need to have from an exterior source. Coaching for me is much more about the support in, in finding the things that I don't necessarily want want to see or look look at such as why these excuses are actually showing up um it's also a way for me to be able to get a bigger picture view and for someone to you know kind of see the things that i'm not actively seeing again you know this could be nutritionally this could be movement wise and it could also be the excuses that i think are are completely valid and justified in my mind only for a coach to call me out and say is that really really true for you is this really what's coming up or is this just a way for you to stay to stay complacent with where you are right now um and so 
And so, yeah, so going through this week, you know, catching myself again and just additional excuses and being able to say, wow, (laughs) um, this is not actually true for me in this moment. This is a story that my brain is, is, is telling me and I'm actively coaching myself through this story in order to not show up and, and trap my macros. But here's the thing that I am celebrating on this Friday. I did it. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't easy. It wasn't even pleasant. But I did it. And this supports the evidence that I can do inconvenient, hard, annoying things. And that's what it comes down to, right? We have a lot of evidence, a lot of evidence, all of us. If you spent any amount of time dieting or trying to change your body, we have so much evidence supporting that we give up, we fail, we gain the weight back, we stop, we can't do it. And so in order to flip that scale, we have to start banking in the evidence that we can do things that we don't necessarily want to do. And that's exactly what I did. And that's exactly what you can do too. And so in sharing my story and my experience coming back to tracking macros, I hope this is inspirational to you for you to catch yourself in those little stories of, I don't have the time. This is too hard. This is inconvenient. All of the things. And you're able to see that at face value for what it is. An excuse. And when you can actually call out the excuse and do the thing anyway, you can put that over there on the side, the evidence side, that you also can do hard, crappy, inconvenient things. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't mean that we want it to be accurate. But we have to we have to walk before we can run, right? And so being willing to show up and do the inconvenient thing, the hard thing, the annoying thing first, build that habit, support that evidence is crucial. And then we can start to work towards the refinement piece. Just like you can start to walk a little bit faster and then you can start to run. It's not quite that easy, but hopefully you get what I'm saying there. And the goal is never perfection, right? Perfection keeps us in that all or nothing, which again is exactly what my brain was trying to have me do throughout the last couple of weeks. If you can't get this perfect, if you're going to have Mexican takeout, even though you didn't plan it, might as well not track it because it's not going to be perfect and we'll just try it again tomorrow. We'll just start again on Monday. We'll wait until he's three months old, right? All these different things that are supporting, like, I need everything to be perfect. My life, the conditions, everything. My macros, or it doesn't matter. And that's simply not the truth. You matter. Your goals matter. And so every action, decision, habit, behavior, thought that you have in getting there matters. And so it's super, super cheesy, super, super cliche, but the saying that time's going to pass anyway is so true. And so we have this story, we have this perception that we need everything to be a certain way in order to get to our goal, in order to progress. Macros need to be perfect. We need to be, you know, exercising while we're doing this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
the reality is the time's going to pass anyway. So you can wait for the perfect conditions. You can wait for the perfect timing to potentially get your nutrition perfect for a short period of time. Because whether you have a newborn or you're going through something, another difficult season in your life, the reality is, is these, these things are going to show up again and again. It may look different, may feel different, but we're so quick to get into all or nothing when these things happen that in terms of our results, it keeps us on the nothing side. And so when I say the time is going to pass anyway, what would change if you took imperfect action every single day? Imperfect. How much stronger would you be when you had a calmer season of life? Truly. If you showed up tracking your macros and your macros weren't perfect, they weren't lining up and you were getting Mexican takeout, having an extra glass of wine. It's not perfect. But when life is just peachy and calm and you've built the reps, doing it when it really sucks, when it's really inconvenient, it's so incredibly easy to do it then. All right, ladies, I hope this was helpful. I hope this was inspirational. I hope this encourages you to, even at this moment, next decision, next choice, next next meal, to take imperfect action. I would love to hear how this resonates, and I cannot wait to chat with you again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. I would love to connect with you further, so you can find me on Instagram at Natalie Brooke Guevara. If you'd like more information about my coaching program, The Strong Method, you can find all the details at updogwellnessandfitness.com, as well as additional resources and free workshops and trainings. If you have a few moments, I would love it if you would take time to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to your shows. And I can't wait to connect with you again right here next week.